You're watching me thinking the mundane with Joe and Lex. Where a creative technologist and industrial designer looks at our everyday objects, questions its purpose, tries to repurpose it and give it new meaning or we just leave it the way we found it. This week we're talking about the CV. CV is an interesting one. You got a CV? I made one. Once. Once. And then I've never cared about it since then. So when you texted me saying CV, I was like, oh, this would be an interesting conversation. Because I guess coming from the world that we're in, right? You know, being ourselves, both of being employees of people, the value of the CV, I haven't found value in the CV. Maybe when I think about that whole process, I think of maybe a CV confirms something. I don't know what it confirms. My thing has always been more about, I've obviously had been a bit more biased to like the portfolio of someone as a identifier, Mm. should I say, than than a CV in that regards. I don't know. What's your, how do you approach that? Because, yeah. Do you have a CV if I ask you that question? I um, have like, not. I don't think I've got an up-to-date CV. Although I was actually asked, I think it was last year, to put to send a CV in for, was it a job? I think it might have been, anyway, it's not really, it's not very exciting. Some research, a grant, I think. And I was thinking, like, wow, I haven't put one of these together for years. Mm. Um, and what's the purpose of it it's just a list really it's just a list of the education and the work experience that you've had but how well does that actually communicate the person and as you said in 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 the creative industries you're you're turning to the portfolio as a a way of getting a feel for somebody Mm. but i guess there's two aspects of that when we talk about like the cv and the portfolio do you think that the you know the, the internet offers up a lot more opportunities because it used to be that I would lug around like a paper portfolio back in the day mm. to go to interviews and show show like printed out or, or like collaged phone boards of work. Yeah. And now obviously the idea of turning up at someone's door with a you know A3 pieces of paper mm. is crazy. But I guess there's two aspects of it. One, do you think that the tools that we have available to us to be able to make things look better than perhaps we ever would by ourselves is making all the work kind of look the same. Mm. And secondly, you think that there's just other ways in which we could communicate ourselves better with the use of technology. And this is like a professional side or like a personal side. What, what side are we looking at? I guess professionally, you know, it's interesting, right? Because you think of it that then the average thing of it of yourself, also you delete, no, you delete Marama's Twitter account. Yeah. But you still have yours, but you don't tweet. I don't. Okay. I'm not a tweeter. No. So when I think of me in terms of a professional context, there is LinkedIn, which is obviously the more the de facto professional profile. You put your ex- different things you're involved in. That's very much like the CV plays, you connect to other people. And that's an interesting thing, because I remember LinkedIn, when, when we first started Kamuzi, the only way I was like, how do I reach out to people? I signed up to LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, I think at that time, was a bit more closed off. It was like, people only really accepted people that they knew. Yeah. Um, or some 
profiles you want to add, they basically would be like, you, you need the emails to access them. So the first place I ever really tried to identify myself was more like, how do I make my LinkedIn sound on point? Then how do I have a website after that looks on point? So if someone goes on my LinkedIn, maybe they're interested, they see a website, and then I look that particular part i think for me as a person i guess I, you know for the business you know you, we've come up in that era of the internet where the personal brand is almost important to bring in business i don't know if that was always the case in the in the past i only know coming you know coming in this era so i've had to be very conscious of like what that personal what that professional brand is and almost hide my personal identity in a mm. way like it's like twitter you know it's you know people follow me there for work i also have friends on there instagram is quite similar sometimes i even forget oh a lot of people following me here for you know what i mean um like linkedin twitter insta i don't have facebook and yeah so for me i've always it's yeah i've almost been like tried to tailor that okay, you follow Alex for this reason. Um, and then that personal side is almost like hidden in a way, or these apps give you close friends and things. So identity is such an interesting one for me because I've, I guess I very much have pushed the professional identity for the last yeah. 10 years in a way. I don't know how you approach that concept of identity. You, you know, yeah. It's, it was the, it's a curious realization when you have to make kind of a move, as you say, between like away from using social media for your personal life and realizing that it's now become a professional platform mm. or one where people are following you due to the nature of your work mm. rather than they're a friend of yours. And with all of these things, you now can just follow. So like with on LinkedIn, you historically you as you said you made connections it was like it was the equivalent of your black book your your mm. address book of business acquaintances and now you can follow anybody so you can see what they're posting and they don't have to be a connection so um and i i, I hadn't even kind of clocked it that actually linkedin is the new cv i mean there's no yeah. need for a cv when you've got everything that's written on your cv yeah, on, on your LinkedIn, LinkedIn, linkedin profile yeah. uh, and so everyone sort of basically just sharing you said do i have a cv well i do i mean i have my linkedin profile is so up to date i'm on it more than any other um online platform but the interesting thing about the portfolio and obviously i've seen so many portfolios yeah. i mean like we get we get sent them every day and it's it's really it says a lot about somebody but at the same time, it doesn't say much at all. And because it's so difficult to know how much of it is really heavily curated, how much of it is true, honest, raw thought, mm -hmm. how much of it has taken five minutes or 50, you know, 50 days to, to make uh, within that. And everybody, everybody's done this. They all go through the process. They do the work. They create the product or the service or whatever it is that they're, the field that they're working in. The project's done, and then they and then they went. They go to the point where they're going to put it in their portfolio, 
and they redo the sketches, they redo the CAD models, they redo the renders, they 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 style it, you know, perfectly for for the purpose of this portfolio, which is yeah. which means that what we're seeing isn't even the truth. It's not even it, it's a demonstration of skill. Yeah. And there's definitely that. It's always going to be a demonstration of skill. Yeah. But even then, is it necessarily a demonstration of their skill? So like if you've used Photoshop or in Illustrator in the last couple of months, you, you've got all these AI tools in in it that kind of take what you, they think you're doing and then just make it look amazing. So are we even seeing a demonstration of skill anymore? But isn't that a skill itself, right? Yeah. I guess. <coughs> so yes, I'm ill. Um, <laughs> you're doing great. But um, is that? Isn't that? I guess. I guess for me, it's like, it's something that when you were talking about perfection, right? And I'm like, is it because of the industries we're in where we almost don't need people to be perfect? Hmm. We just, we look at people who are good at execution where maybe other industries, for example, with a design interview, if somebody handling their CV, oh, okay, interesting, you worked at so-so-so place. Okay, you have your portfolio, oh, you worked at so-so-so place. Maybe I see your Instagram of your concepts or something, oh, you worked at so-so-so. Then I bring you in, but you came dressing wearing a suit. You're going to be like, what the, f- what the heck are you doing? You know, but with another industry, maybe like finance or like banking, if I came up pulling up looking like this, you know, so it's like sometimes I think like, you know, the CV has obviously forced us to be so perfect. Yeah. Even uh, if you think of it like, you know, um, when I speak to some of my friends and they talk about applying for roles, some of my friends, they've spoken to me about they've gone to specialists who help them to like improve their CVs um, or like using particular keywords. It's like a, the CV aims for perfection. Everything about it is perfection. It's not, you, you know, you've got to write, like, designed a camera, which led to one million cells. Those, like, CVs are turned into this metric measurement type things, which shows to this person, I've created this concept that's producing tons of value. Mm. And it's built around as a value mechanism, right? Um, and so it doesn't really, even portfolios sometimes can be built around that value mechanism. So it takes us away from maybe really, you're seeing the, you know, the intention of it is to paint this perfect picture of a human being. Think of it. Like we are selling CVs, identities, all of this stuff is perfection. It's perfect. It's all about perfect human, perfect designer, ideal person, da, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and if we take away those, this society, societal pressures or societal kind of elements and you just allow people to be like, just bring your sketchbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, show us the messiness of who you are. That's important. But we don't, I guess we still train ourselves to be perfect in a way. 
Like even for that research grant, right? Research grants love a CV. Yeah. I've done all these amazing work. So, but still give us the CV. Then I'm like, what that saying the CV? <laughs> I am Alexander Fifega. Da, 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 da. Okay. I'm just going to, for the last 10 years, I've run the same company. You know what I mean? Like, but we still have those mechanisms, reward mechanisms for it. So, I guess my question to you is, what is a better way? What is a... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Leave it there. We think, you know, what is, what is, yeah, what is a, a better way? What is a better I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> um, I answer it as well, but, you know, what is a, what is a better way? Like, what is, I think of it from a, do you know what, it's interesting because there's two things that I think tell me more about somebody. One of them is a social media account. Okay. <laughs> you do not like my green tea, do you? Um, uh, one is a social media account, like you say, like going on Twitter X and seeing uh, just the, the day-to-day things that people are tweeting about mm-hmm. because it's, it's typically on the fly. It's not heavily curated. It speaks from, you know, straight from the, the mind, or from the heart or whatever. Um, so that. And then the very first method of introduction. So what they write in, not in the CV, not in the portfolio, but in the email that, that comes to me hmm. or to, to, the, to the company asking for work or seeing if there's any opportunities. It's how that's written. And... That, that for me is, people don't think about it as much. Yes, okay, they definitely, there's, there's people who heavily overthink it. And that for me is another reason why mm. it, then it, I'm, I'm lost, I've lost the personality again. I've, I've got lost the, the sort of, the, I, want, I want you to write an email that's, that's how you feel in that moment making that decision to apply for this job or to write in and ask for work. Uh, not something that you've spent six hours on that you've then copied and pasted and sent to every company that you could find <laughs> and have forgotten to change the name of the business and you've actually emailed, <laughs> you've emailed Morama but you've said, you know, you've mentioned another designer's name in the title. Um, yeah, I think, so the, the, those are the kind of things that I'm looking for and I guess to distill that down, it's it's how somebody reacts to a moment or acts in a moment that is more telling about how, how they are, who they are, than, than all of the, you know, the continuous incremental improvements mm. and iterations they've done on a CV that they've been, you know, tinkering away mm. at for a year. So then that leads me to that question, I guess, obviously, us coming from the design realm, what do you then, you know, if we've got you know, you might have a CV process. You have a upload a CV, cover letter, CV, upload your portfolio. Okay, have a first chat. Then it's like the conversation about the design task aspects. What do you think about those things? Is the job interview process by design is broken, right? Job interview process is definitely broken. I mean, people go through multiple rounds of interviews and hear nothing back for three months waiting you know waiting waiting and then and then basically get like a blank sort of letter of rejection um i guess 
in certain roles in certain bigger companies they there is some level of like I don't want to use the term AI but I'm going to use the term AI integrated into that process where you might have an interview that's like there's some sort of uh, clever software integration that is monitoring mm. the responses and then is able to create some sort of scoring system um, it all sounds quite like uh, black mirror but it's already happening and it will continue to happen because it makes sense for businesses to yeah. just get this you know is it it's not hate you know it's just like the ultimate hr it's, yeah but then the danger of that once again is we're missing the it will obviously generate very biased results and it will penalize those who might be the superstars yeah. but maybe they don't know how to speak the best words or put the right grammar in a cv form so it's also that thing of like if we defer everything to machine learning you know uh, i remember you know in the past when we you know done some work on this with various internet so we showed one of the examples, and I think it was a Amazon tool that was meant to be. It was meant to be an AI tool implemented to help Amazon through the hiring process. And I think the results showed that it was obviously more biased to women than it was to men and stuff. And even stuff like you know, so or even you know, how does it deal with surnames? You know, coming from you know, Nigerian background where, you know, we have a bunch of, depending on what tribe you are, we have a bunch of different surnames, you know, how do, you know, ML models deal with this? So I think it's an interesting thing, like if we defer to machines to speed up the process, do we harm ourselves in the yeah. long run? Or are there better ways to see, you know, it, it, should job interviews instead of being an interview process, should it be more task-based? But then if it's more task based, what is the incentive? How do you reward those, you know, folks to take like it's just, you know, yeah, what is the future? Is LinkedIn better? You know, because LinkedIn is obviously a professional network. You put your C V you put your you know, your profile on there, which is done in the form of a CV. People can endorse you and things like that. You can post things and work in progress on the go. So that's an opportunity for somebody to maybe, you know, it's still a very much, you know, I know you can apply for jobs via LinkedIn. I don't know how efficient it is on the other side. Is there any um, folks here from, you know, that realm of HR recruitment who got any feedback, please hit us up. But is that an example of a, a space of having that digital profile, which here is my work experience, has me on the go, on the work and progress, on the flow, has my thoughts, my perspective, and and having a bit more of a, like this multi-layered approach rather than yeah. this paper, that PDF file that gets scanned <laughs> by a machine learning. 30 megabyte files. Yeah. yeah. You know, so should we, should that be evolved? What should... What should it be? Yeah, especially in the realm of if the multiverse is coming, you know, what should these things necessarily? I know? think, I mean, the conclusion that I'm feeling from this short conversation is that people are so different, their skill sets are going to be very different, and we should be celebrating that difference because you're totally right. If you only hire 
like carbon copies of the people who are already in a business, you're just going to end up doing things in exactly the same way. And yeah. that's never going to, that's never going to lead to a business that is very, very innovative coming up with like cutting edge ideas because you're not able to push yourselves out of the box. You need people mm. to come in and stimulate that people with different ideas from different backgrounds who would just see the world in such a different way. So we need to go out of our way to find people who are from a real kind of diverse background. Yeah. And, um, so we shouldn't just be reliant on the same piece of paper because not everyone fits in the same box. Like you say, I mean, some people might have really struggled through their A-levels. Yeah. But then have done all right at, at um, the university because they've kind of found the subject that worked for them. Yeah. And yet they have to put their A-levels on their CV because that's what people kind of expect. Yeah. Uh, the same with university. I mean, they didn't go to university. That's absolutely fine. But then there's just a gap. Well, you feel like there's a gap. I yeah. felt like there was a gap in my CV when I put one job down. Because mm. I only had one job. job. This yeah. is it. I've only had one job. So my CV actually hasn't changed in eight years. Nor has mm. yours. No. I, I mean, you've got a couple of teaching things, gigs that you can add in. But That just helps me to get teaching and stuff. That it? just no. helps for more teaching stuff. But Cause, yeah, cause I think... I wanted to quickly look at it. Because I don't think we give a history. We don't give the history. No, I mean, the... What they started in 1482. Yeah. That's how long it's been. Based around. on our Google search right now, said Leonardo da Vinci invents the CV because he was looking for work and he penned a letter to the Duke of Milan outlining, outlining his skills and he offered his services. Which is, in a way, it's kind of like almost like a portfolio, right? Because it's the same thing we would do with our own studios, is we all have our studio websites. And we would email folks hoping that they take a look at it. But then even for us, the question asks is how much clients actually look through our site? And, you know, or do they look at it up? We can go into that. But I think there's even a how, yeah, I guess even for ourselves, what is the best way for people to see us? How we've, we think? You must have had jobs. We've definitely had jobs from clients who've never looked at our website. They never looked at our website. They don't need to because they've been recommended. It's, they've been recommended us, and we've had a meeting, we've had a conversation, and we've just had a chat, and yeah. we've kind of gelled. We've written, a, we've written a scope of work. We've outlined how we would work, and that's it. Um, so I think there's. I think that like graduates put a huge amount of pressure on themselves for cre creating like the perfect website, yeah. the perfect. You know, like they just need to get out there and talk to people. Mm. Um, building a network is way stronger than building CV. Yeah. Sure. So how do we end? Well, I think we got to end by saying, I mean, what's going to happen now is people are going to take all this advice and then they're going to go away, create what they think to be the best CV and portfolio and then send them to us. I would love that. So I guess what we're saying is go for it and we'll try and yeah. give some feedback. And, and whatever. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I think uh, it also be, I think it's, it's a really, hopefully this is a thought-provoking conversation that touches on the, on the notion of what is identity and what would identity look like in the years beyond? How do we communicate? How do we express that? You know, I know there's probably somebody there sitting there that thinks everybody should have some microchip, you know, type, you know, Antichrist, Armageddon type stuff. You know, if someone might say that you have a Michael, I wouldn't be surprised if someone, you know, one of them um, 
minority report type films or something. Yes. Where they that stuff. My thing would be everybody gets a ring and this ring has your data file and go ding and you know. You've got your job. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I hope there's a thought provoking conversation um, as we talk about the curriculum. Vitae. Vitae. Till next time.